Switched on on F104 and I'm joined by chartered psychologist Leisha McGrath. Hello. Hello, how are you? Thank you so much for chatting to us. But this report isn't very nice. So a UN report has said nine out of ten people are biased against women. I wouldn't have thought that it would still be the case in 2023, to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a damning report. And I think the, the key message is the extent of the bias that still exists and the lack of progress that's made. The last time they gathered this information, um, they gathered information from 2005 to 2014 and reported on that in 2020. This data has been collected 2017 to 2022 and is being reported obviously this month. And there's very little progress, which is, which is quite scary. So what is it showing us at the moment? It's showing us um, that 50% of people, so that's men and women, 50% of men and women believe that men make better political leaders. 40% of both men and women believe that men make better business executives. And 25% believe it's okay for a man to beat his wife. And just to say this data holds across regions, income levels, levels of development, culture. So it's not just something that we can say exists in another part of the world. Mm. This, these trends are, are, are global and, they, and the gender social norms index that collate this data um, touch up 85% of the population. Where do these biases tend to stem from? Um, I think that's a great question and I think they come from um, a number of places. But essentially... We live in a man's world. We've all heard that. It's a, it's a well-known song. But it, it seems to come from education. Uh, there's a brilliance bias that exists. A US study has shown that both boys and girls at the age of five are as likely to identify as being really, really smart. But within one year, by the age of six, little girls are pulling back, are limiting themselves, are saying they're not as smart as their um, male uh, classmates. And it's happening across the board. Presumably it's being taught in schools, whether directly or indirectly. It's being picked up by both genders that men, you know, or boys grow up to be to be brighter, stronger men. Is it likely that social media might be having some sort of a knock on effect as well? I think what social media does is it amplifies what's happening in the day to day. So we know from other studies there's an amazing book uh, called invisible women it's a sunday times bestseller caroline creado perez i hope i'm um, pronouncing her name correctly but she has done a huge amount of research across a number of topics um how cities are developed uh, how medicine is developed how wearable tech is developed how uh, politics are um favored towards men uh, transport systems all favour the, the traditional alpha male and women uh, and the lives of women and the work that we do, the, 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 the fact that we do three times the amount of unpaid care work that our male counterparts do. All of these things exist every day. It's all normal for us because nobody knows any other way. So social media, of course, amplifies what's mm-hmm. already in existence. Why does it seem that we're not making any progress in relation to these biases? Um, I think we have seen some pockets of good news. We we know that women are more educated, although there is still a reported 39% gender pay, um, salary gap, pay gap. Um, but we do see more women in more senior positions in business, in more senior positions in politics. We know, obviously, um, with the Me Too movement, you know, there have been 
public pushes and acknowledgements about the need to have more women. Diversity and inclusion is a huge is a huge part in most organisations' agenda now, which is brilliant, which is really, really good news. But we're not doing enough. And I think there's a huge amount of unconscious bias. Mm-hmm. We know that the data being collected isn't always being um, segregated per gender. And even when it is, and even when they are um, it's disaggregating the data per gender, it's not being used in the way that it needs to. We need an unbelievably focused effort because not only are women losing out, but men are too. Um, women are dying unnecessarily. Women are being injured unnecessarily. And, 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 and decisions are being made. I'm not saying that all men are getting up in the morning, you know, to try and, and, and make it their, their, um, their own world. But if, they, if, if there aren't women at the table to challenge their thinking and to think of things uh, that, that men wouldn't necessarily think of, then we're not going to in, in any time have a, a more gender uh, equal world. And they're saying at this rate, it's going to take 186 years to close this gap. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's insane. And obviously, like with these biases as well, that can result in barriers for then women in the workplace as well. In what ways do these tend to come across? Well, women we know now are limiting themselves from the age of six. Mm-hmm. So, so if you if you think of what they're learning and how they're learning, the choices that they're making in education, even when we get into education, we know that we're not um, and perform really well. We know that women are not being paid, are not having the uh, same, say, career sense that a, that a male will have. Um, maternity care and lack of care gets in the way. We know that women are doing a huge amount more um, unpaid care work in their communities. And, and we now know as well that there's, with all these algorithms, particularly with um, AI, mm-hmm. they're male-based algorithms. These are proprietary algorithms. And if we know that we have so much of a data gap existing in the world, we have to assume that the AI programs, the ones that screen CVs, the ones that do some of the pre-round interviews are going to be biased in favour in favor of women, in, excuse me, in favour of men. Um, so women, women are losing out. And we also know that if women are assertive, uh, they're, they're seen as bossy. If they're not seen as being warm and, you know, friendly in the, in the workplace, they're penalised. So it's, it's the cultures in most organisations are reinforcing again and again these typically male-based behaviours. And this is probably a huge question, but how do we go about changing attitudes and biases? Um, education massively we, we have the data now we need to gather more of it and we need to use it it needs to be I would imagine law I mean for example in, in medicine we know that men and women they're at a cellular level are different but um, in, in Caroline's book she talks about loads of studies that show that men are, are medication is being tested exclusively on, on, on male samples even when they're, they're for female drugs it's, it's mental. So, mm-hmm. so we need we need governments to really take this seriously. We need educators to really take this seriously, and we need people to in their organisations, in their day to day, to start calling out these 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 biases. And we need more women where it counts, able to take decisions and able to understand the data and and push our needs forward um, in, into the into the, the you know the, the general public, as I mm-hmm. say, across all of these uh, topics and pillars. Like it's such a, 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 an upsetting topic, I suppose, and so much negativity. Was there anything positive that came from it? 
Yeah, there was some positivity in terms of that we know that um, women are being more highly educated. And we know, um, I think even just having the data is is, is really positive. It's not that people are turning around going, oh, all men are out to hate women or all men. You know, that's Mm -hmm. not what people are saying. But I think that the fact that we have this understanding now is much and all as it's not <laughs> and that, not a nice understanding to have. I think the fact that we have it, it gives us the impetus, it gives us the data to be able to move forward uh, with real change. And I actually think AI could be an opportunity if we start programming those algorithms in a non-gender exclusive way. That could be a real opportunity for the future. Leisha McGrath, Chartered Psychologist, thank you so much for chatting to us. My pleasure. Thank you.